Welcome to the Girl Games Podcast. I'm Amber P, NPC bikini competitor on my road to pro. And I'm Alexis Adams, IFBB wellness pro on my road to the O. In our podcast, we share everything. From the good, the bad, do's and don'ts, with the hopes of helping anyone who may be new to the sport, get get ready ready for for some some serious serious girl girl games. What is up and welcome back to the Girl Games Podcast. I'm Amber P. I'm Alexis Adams. And for today's episode, we're going to be chatting about things you need to consider before dabbling into PEDs, if that is the route you want to go. I want to start off by saying this, Alexis and I are not going to be diving into different compounds. We are not going to be giving recommendations. That is not our wheelhouse. So therefore, if that is what you're looking for, you will never get that here because that's not what we do. However, we can guide you and kind of give you a couple of things that you want to look out for and things you need to be mindful for, of course, if this is something you want to dabble into. So the first thing here is your coach. Do you trust your coach? Because if you do not trust your coach, you don't need to be dabbling in this. Your coach is key here, just simply because they are going to be the ones guiding you and giving you the proper dosage, especially for us females. When you start introducing compounds, you have to understand that these things are going to have an effect on you, okay? I don't care how low the dose is, whatever the case may be, it is, you are you are taking a risk. So therefore you need to make sure that your coach is not only knowledgeable in these, but can also guide you properly. Yes, and let me also be specific Trusting your coach does not mean I think my coach can turn me pro. Not the same thing. Mm-mm. Just Mm-mm. because X coach has 15 wellness pros or 15 bikini pros and they boast their numbers, one, that's a red flag. <laughs> right? <laughs> For sure. I have eight, 18 bikini pros this season and 35 total blah 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 that is weird like (laughs) um be on the lookout for that and then also something else too like coaches that only have a one hitter quitter you know like they they have a team and they have a bunch of athletes but they only ever post about one specific athlete yeah (laughs) yeah um a coach is only as good as their least genetically gifted client Um, now trusting your coach, I mean, you have been with your coach for several months. They have adjusted your plan as needed X amount of times. It doesn't need to be adjusted weekly, but you shouldn't be going two months with no adjustments at all. Um, you give them feedback and they try to give you solutions or they tell you it's normal or they tell you it's not normal. Um, you feel like you can be open with them with what's going on, whether you fell off your plan, whether things just feel weird, you have stressful things going on in your life. It doesn't need to be a best friend relationship, but it does need to be, I feel like I can tell my coach these things I think are affecting my bodybuilding. If you can't do that, you cannot start any kind of PED cycle with them. Absolutely. Be able to tell them if you're experiencing side effects, if you're not experiencing 
preventing side effects. If you feel like it's doing nothing at all, if you're holding a ton of water, um, you need to be able to trust them in telling you what the possible risks are because you guys know, yes, you can Google some stuff, but most of the things that you're Googling, like bodybuilding is very much underground still. Um, A lot of things are coming to light. You can get more information in a lot of different places, but you probably don't know those places as much as a well-trusted coach does. Yeah, absolutely. Then also, if this is, if it's your first time ever competing your first season, this conversation, you don't even need to be into right now because we're going to go over all the other things that need to be in place first. But if it's your first show and your coach is already trying to push things on you, that's a red flag. Yeah, if you you started in January and your first show is now in November and you're already trying to run something you don't even know where you land in the sport yet exactly. like not even is yeah so on, when- if you're and this might sound a little harsh but if you don't aspire to be a top level competitor you have no business using anything Ooh, facts I agree with that a hundred percent yes Yes. Because nothing comes without risk. So Mm -hmm. the benefits might outweigh the risks, but it doesn't mean you're not doing damage to your body. These are foreign substances that aren't supposed to be in you, some of which are used for like chemo, like they're for birth patients and chemo patients. Like they're not just for, and they have not really been tested on a person just trying to build lean mass. Absolutely. And keep in mind, like, that's the thing, like PDs, gear, cycles, all of this is like, oh, these things are bad. These things are bad. Like they weren't intended for what bodybuilders are using them for. They were used for other reasons. Some of them are FDA approved for those specific reasons. And basically what happened is some bodybuilders got a hold of them and started abusing them. That is what the issue is. And some of these compounds, like they're being used exactly for what they are. Like some of the compounds that they use on burn patients are legitimately to build muscle because the patients have lost the muscle in the burn. So like, that's what it is. Um, but it doesn't mean it doesn't affect your liver and it doesn't affect your kidneys. Like there are other things that's going to affect, especially in super physiological dosages. So you have to have a coach who knows what appropriate dosages are, who knows how to read your blood work, who asks you to get the blood work. You can't just be taking things willy-nilly and hoping that it's going good. I was literally about to say that as a bodybuilder, regardless if you are utilizing PEDs or not, you need to get your blood work done because that is going to tell you everything that you need to know. If you are competing, I don't care natural or not, and you're just out here not getting your blood work, to me, I personally feel you're being reckless. You need to know what is going on with your body because bodybuilding can really do some wild things to you. I mean, think about what we're doing. It's intense. So if you are even trying to venture onto taking PEDs and your coach is not mentioning your blood work, that's a big red flag. Yeah. Big red flag. So let's talk about some of the things that need to be in place before you even decide to start venturing into these things your diet. I don't care if you're doing meal plans, macros, whatever your plan is, you need to ask yourself, are you following it 100% to the T? 
And I understand that right now, because Alexis and I, we talked about it and we've been seeing a lot of chit chat about balance, which I understand. However, this goes back to what Alexis just said. If you're trying to be competitive, if you're not only trying to get your pro card, but you're trying to be a competitive pro, then you, this, this is your lifestyle. There is no balance. Okay. Yeah. And so I have used the word balance, but I think the more that I've thought about it recently and the posts that Amber and I have seen recently after North Americans and after some of the bigger shows this season, I'm realizing that it's not the same balance as the normal population. And I realized that the way I was using it is not the way that most people use it. So Mm -hmm. preface that because you'll go back in my stories, my highlights on my and you'll be like you said that you don't do balance I don't do balance the way Susie down the street does yep it's different for everybody my priorities Mm -hmm. so body like I get my cardio done I get my training done I get my meals in I do what I'm supposed to do per my plan and Mm -hmm. I fit my quote-unquote balance the rest of my normal life stuff into that I schedule so I'm a nurse you guys know that three 12-hour shifts a week I schedule those per my training for that week. So if I know I'm going to be gone Saturday, Sunday, I need to train maybe Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, so that or I need to work Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, so that I can train my other days with enough rest days. Like all of that is taken into consideration when I balance my week. So balance is not, well... So-and-so invited me to lunch today. I'm just going to not do the macros that I was assigned today. And I'm going to go to lunch instead. That's That's just not doing your plan. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, excuse my language. That's just fucking off. (laughs) That's all that is. Like, that's just what it is. (laughs) And I don't, and again, something else too, because I know people like to pinpoint, you said this, you said that. Guess what? We can change our mind. And then also what you have to realize is, what might be balanced for one might be different for another. Like this is subjective, but Alexis and I are coming from the mindset of competitive bodybuilding. We got goals. Alexis is trying to go to the, oh, I'm trying to get my pro card. So for us, this is a lifestyle and we are laser focused. So let's just scratch the word balance and let's just say shit's got to be in harmony, harmonious. Okay. So if you are in off season, And maybe you're doing a meal plan, follow your meal plan, have your off meal plan, your cheat meal, whatever you want to call it on the weekend. If you're a macro person like me, 80-20, and this is specifically only in your improvement season. On season, for me with my macros, everything, whole foods, 100%, I ain't doing nothing packaged, just no. So that is your harmony, all right? Let's just, let's stick with harmony instead of balance because someone's going to take that and be like the girl gang said blah 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 no so your diet needs to be on point next up training you need to know how to train hang on let me go back oh. diet for a good amount of time not i follow my whole diet all all month yeah <laughs> yeah not not like i want to do xyz next month so i'm going to be on my diet and prove to my coach that i can do it for a month like no it needs to be like i'm saying like pushing 12 months like a year because mm-hmm. you're not making peds emphasize what you're already doing yeah. so if you're not making any progress naturally 
you have no business trying anything else. You should be making progress, whether it's recomping your body or building muscle or leaning out. Like something will be happening if you are actually following your plan. If you're not, you're going to be stagnant. If you're falling off and getting back on, falling off and getting back on, nothing's going to happen. So, correct. Yes, for your training. I can honestly say I did not figure out my training really until this season. It takes some time to, first of all, understand how to train properly, form your split. And then once you take a step further, and I know a lot of girls love like the Instagram training, the swipe, try this later. And while that's all cute and great, what works for one person might not work for another. Uh, some people, and I get it, like, yeah, you might have a day, especially if it's your off season, you're with your friends, you just want to try some fun stuff. Okay, great and cool. But I'm the kind of person where I'm old school. I don't want to reinvent the wheel, okay? I like my compound lifts. Give it to me heavy, straight. I don't want to be doing a shit ton of volume. I don't want to be doing a shit ton of bands. I hate that. So as I've learned to train, especially around my little injuries, like y'all know, I've talked about my scoliosis and I have arthritis on the left side of my body. So that definitely makes my glute engagement or just my engagement alone on the left side a little bit trickier. But I spent so much time figuring out which exercises work for me so that I can progress. And if you have not figured out what exercises works for you and what training cues, because everyone's body mechanics are different, you know, so you need to know your training cues. If these are things you have not figured out yet, then you don't need to be venturing off into PEDs. Yes. And this, and like, everyone doesn't walk into the gym and understand exactly what intensity means and how to train and all that. And that's fine. Um, But training improvement is also seeking out. If you've been following your plan for six weeks and you're not really noticing any measurement changes, nothing's changing on the scale and you're stagnant and you've been on point with everything, check your training. Get someone to go to the gym with you who's a little bit more experienced in the bodybuilding way of training. If you don't have it, send videos to your coach. If they're a good coach, they want videos from you, especially if you're brand new. Um, But you're seeking out ways to improve. That is a quality you have to have in the bodybuilding sport in general. But especially if you are planning to try to take different compounds and try to improve, you need to be improving in every aspect, not just trying to get big. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Like when I was on this journey, I was asking Jordan a lot of questions. I was asking Alexis a lot of questions, especially like in regards to the glutes, because I was just struggling with engagement. And she gave me a lot of good just tips and cues to try, you know, so make sure that and again, you don't need to be go asking everybody. Y'all know my philosophy. I'll act, I only ask two people to think things, Jordan, Alexis, outside of that, you got too many chefs in the kitchen and it gets messy. Yes. Um, I mean, I was I train with Olivia and she's actually, you guys know she's a traveler. She's been on here before her most recent assignment is in Roanoke, which is like 40 minutes down. So I have my training partner for a couple months, which is very exciting. It's going to benefit both of us. Mm -hmm. Um, and we're both nurses. So we're like matching our work schedules so that we can. Oh, I love it. Um, because that's why I don't have a training partner because nobody can train around my schedule. Um, 
perfect. But even yesterday in the gym, she's doing abductors and she was like, how heavy do you go on these? I don't know if I'm pushing myself hard enough. And I was like, max the machine out. And she was like, what? So she did. And she was like, oh, I've never done that. And I was like, you, it's different training by yourself or mm-hmm. someone there than just having that eye watching over you. Like, can you progress on your own? Absolutely. Yes. But I definitely also find the benefit in having a person there who can get down to your level and be like, this is not hard. You think it's hard. You're perceiving it as hard, but you can go so much harder. Let me tell you, my first improvement season, I can say 80% of the reason why I was able to make the progress I made was because of my husband. My husband is not a bodybuilder by any means, but my husband was a football player. He was a linebacker in high school and college. So he understands training. You know what I mean? And this man, like there were days in the gym where I was ready to cuss Marillo out. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? That's too light. He's like, I don't understand why you're not going heavier. Are you a punk? What are you afraid of? Do you not want to win? And I'm just like, who who are you talking to right now? But it worked. It worked. Like Marilla is a hard ass in the gym. I'm like, I don't, I was like, bro, if I was not married to you, I would not like you very much, but it, it made a difference. So now I'm just like, honey, um, can you please come to the gym with me? Our schedules have just been so different the past couple of weeks. I'm just kind of like, I need you to come with me because it helps. It works. Yeah. And same thing with me. Like I, the gym was not a foreign place for me when I first started my bodybuilding journey. I knew how to do most of the exercises. If I didn't, I would message Nelson and he'd send me like a YouTube or something showing me how to do it. And I'd figure it out. But like even going in, I was like, I know what intensity is. Kenley's like, she she pretty like she trains hard and gets it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then one day I was at the gym because Kenley and Nelson were training partners until Nelson had some of his health issues. Um so we were all at the gym together, but I'm doing my own workout. And I was doing hip thrusts with a barbell with tens on it. <laughs> what? He's like, what the hell are you doing? Nothing. Like, I'm doing my hip thrust. <laughs> he was like, this is less than you. This weighs less than you. Of course you can thrust this. <laughs> I was yeah. like, he's like, if, yeah. if you have to lift it up over your quads to get it on your hips. It's not heavy enough. So he took yeah. it off, put fives on each side and it went up easy. And I was like, oh. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'll never forget one time. I think this is like at the beginning of prep, I was doing leg press and I think I had posted it on Instagram. Alexis was like, what are you doing? Where's your you weight? 25s on the leg press. I didn't like- notice that. <laughs> I was like, leave me alone. <laughs> I'm scared of the leg press, my body mechanics. <laughs> Give me a break. But no, she was right. I was like, okay, come on, let's go. What are we doing here? <laughs> like you don't, it's not an, an ego lifting by any means. You don't mm-hmm. need to be one rep maxing to no. see what you do, but you definitely need to be pushing your effort. If your set says 20, the 19th and 20th one, you need to be fighting for, not like mm-hmm. 18, 20 done. Yeah. 
Yeah. Don't just go through the motions. Cause I know for me, like, especially at the very beginning, like I wasn't foreign to the gym, but a lot of things were new to me. And I, like Marilla said, you're sleeping on your own potential. Like I was literally just going through the motions until I switched coaches and Marilla started going with me. He was like, yeah, no nah, more, more. So you think you can't, but if you're not squeezing out those last couple of reps, if your veins aren't about to burst through your head, <laughs> you got more in you. You need to go harder. Yeah. Let's see. Next up, how long have you been competing? Because I already said it. If you are just getting started, congratulations. Welcome to the wonderful and crazy world of bodybuilding. You don't need to be dabbling in this yet. Yes. And with that being said, if you are that person and you're listening to this podcast, I bet you're like, okay, well, how am I going to, how am I going to win when so all the other girls are on PEDs? And let me tell you, <laughs> if you want a national level show, you cannot, you think you can, but you cannot choose out who's natural and who's not. Can't. Okay. Unless you're streaming it from the stage because some natural people like to do that, but it yeah. obviously doesn't matter either way. The judges don't know. They don't care. They don't care what cycle you're running. They don't care if you've never run anything. It depends on what you bring to the table that day. That's yeah. what bodybuilding. And so, no, go ahead. So, like, you can run lots of things, and if all the things that we're covering right now are not in order, you will not win. Like, mm -hmm. you, it doesn't mean just because you're taking X Y Z doesn't mean that you're going to take home a first place trophy. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, my first national show, I was brand new to the sport, wasn't running anything. I got third place. It, it, it means nothing. Same thing. And then my second national show, same situation, third call out. It don't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Wow. Like I, something that irritates me as well is that people are like team Natty, team Natty. I'm like, cool. Cricket. Yeah. It doesn't mean <laughs> that you don't have liver issues. It doesn't mean that kidney issues. Because, um, I mean, ultimately, how do you build muscle? You have to break it down first. So if you're overtraining, that's how you go into rhabdo and you end up in the hospital. Anyway, yeah. it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. um, so I personally don't care what you're running. If you've ran, if you've not, doesn't matter. The judges don't care either. Um, there are plenty of pros who turn pro natty. Yeah, plenty. Now, so that might be a genetic infrastructure, but you're yeah. not going to be top five Olympian without genetics anyway. Well, <laughs> That's and that part, yeah. And I was getting ready to say because, and I was going to save this till the last part, but I'll say it now. What you got to understand is PEDs are not the end all be all because check this out men's open, okay? Everybody on that stage is running something. Everyone on that stage is probably a genetic freak. But guess what? Someone's got to catch the L, okay? <laughs> so it doesn't matter. If all those things are in place, it, it's not going to matter if you're taking something or not. At the end of the day, someone's got to lose. And at that level for a men's open, they're all on something. So don't think that it's going to create this brand new upper echelon or it's going to give you this whole new crazy edge it's like no because you can be a genetic freak and you can be taking things and you can still not do well yeah and that brings me to like 
in the sport, and we've said before, every day that you're working, every goal that you set, whether it's grow X, Y, Z this much before I start prep again, or go into my prep and do this show by this date, your ultimate goal has to be a better package of you than the last you, mm-hmm. because you control what the other people on stage are doing, what they're taking, how they're training, yeah. how they should up what their muscle insertions are like there's a lot that you cannot control so all you can do is control what you can and what you can control is bringing the best package that you have Mm -hmm. absolutely because at the end of the day no matter what an aesthetically pleasing structure always going to take the win you you can't supplement a structure (laughs) you just can't with and I think I I know everyone wants to win you go into a show wanting to win especially when you first start you think you're going to go up there you have something that the other people don't have some of you do and some of you and you have to figure if you don't and you leave that show with a fifth place and you thought you were going to get first yeah go back to the drawing board and figure out what you thought you had and where it is and how to get it um I know, and I've said this before on here, Tampa, my pro debut was the first show I went into truly just like, okay, I know I brought me. I knew, I know that this is the leanest I've been. This is the best I've looked. Mm-hmm. So I'm content and I would be happy if this and this happened. Um, and I'm glad that, that I finally got that. And luckily I didn't have any huge meltdowns when I didn't take a first place home. Um, I can't imagine if. I had had the mindset I did when I was an amateur and got second call outs. Like it would have, I would, I don't know what would have happened because I wasn't to a place where I could be like, okay, this is my best me and that's fine. So try to work to get there because I'm telling you, (laughs) having been in both spots, it's so much better going into a show, knowing that you did everything you could and just be happy with that. Um, And then walking away with third was just like, my mind was blown. Now, I don't mean that you shouldn't have expectations for yourself, but they need to be expectations that are realistically you can reach. Um, I know that I can be on the Olympia stage and I know that I can be top five at the Olympia one day. Um, That weren't this year. I knew that wasn't this year going into Tampa. Um, So expecting myself to go in and win my pro debut yeah that would have been cool and I if you watch the watch back I was a contender but if that was my only expectation I would have been severely sad on a great day yeah absolutely you have to have realistic expectations and you also have to understand just where you are in your competitive career right like Would it be cool? Like, let's say you're getting ready to gear up for the national stage and it's your first national show and you're like, all right, I'm going to come in here. I'm going to take it. I'm going to get my pro card first national show. I'm not saying that that can't happen, but be realistic. You've never competed at the national level before. You're still very new. Like, I feel like nothing is more humbling until you get your first ever national show that shit will humble you really quickly so you just have to understand the level that you are at and have realistic expectations for me for example I understand where I'm at my expectation pro card period not playing that's what it is 
I want to nail it my first show. That's my plan. That's what I have told myself for the season. However, if I don't nail it the first show, I know I will the second show. But for me and where I'm at and for how long I've been competing, that is a realistic expectation. Now, once I get there and we start doing pro debut, that's going to be a whole nother conversation and a whole nother expectation. But you just have to understand where you're at. And I think sometimes some people, they can lose sight of that because it's easy to get sucked in and you're like, oh, well, so-and-so did it. While that's great, you're not that person and everyone's journey is different. Yeah. Um, so just know that it doesn't matter what the other people are doing. Um, and it all comes back to, do you trust your coach? Mm-hmm. And it needs to be real trust, not, okay, I need to put all my trust in him. No. Um, but what works for other people also isn't going to work for you. Just like it doesn't matter what other people are doing. It doesn't affect you. Um, don't, don't ask Susie on Instagram what they're doing. Right. One, that's nosy as shit. If you message me and ask me if I'm natural or not, I'm not going to respond to you because it doesn't matter. It, if it doesn't impact you, you don't need to know. Like, and, then most, and then like most of the time, because, you know, I'm always cover for you. And because that's just the big sis in me. Um, stop fucking asking rhetorical questions. I don't like that. Like some people are asking because they're just condescending. They're nosy. What you have to understand is it's truly none of your business. No one has to put what they are and what they aren't doing out there. Now, I understand some people are asking genuinely just simply because they're trying to figure it out. However, I feel like that is a small percentage of people. The majority of people are asking because they're nosy and they're just trying to be assholes. And if that's you, stop it and leave her alone. Quit it. Cut that shit out. And it's not even like a defensive thing. It's more like what I'm doing doesn't affect you. So like, I have no advice for you. I am not a coach. I don't claim to be a coach. I don't know you. I don't know your training split. I don't know how long you've been training. I don't know your genetic makeup. I don't know how your body responds to things. So even if I told you. No matter. What I'm doing is not going to work for you. If I'm natural, doesn't mean you can be and reach the top. If I'm not, doesn't mean that you can't be and reach the top. What I'm running doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Like <laughs> it doesn't like different bodies is it does not affect you. It doesn't matter what the girl who beat you don't come off stage and be like, well, she she's on PDs. Doesn't matter. <laughs> you didn't you didn't win. You didn't but do it. You- but on the flip side of that, it's like, so what you knew that when you entered the sport you knew if you if you go into yeah. the NPC and you get pissy because you feel like you lost because you're natty and the other person wasn't guess the fuck what it's the NPC it's allowed so yeah. that doesn't even matter you signed up for it you're signing up for the possibility that other people are on substances that you are not on correct and then last but not least have you truly maxed out because some people like to start venturing into these things and it's like you you don't even have a solid foundation yet you're not even close to maxing out naturally I personally feel you want to get to a place to where you have a solid foundation and if are pretty close to maxing out what you can do naturally just simply because 
the, I just personally feel the foundation is key and I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Um, and maxing out doesn't mean like one day you get to a point and just nothing's nothing works. Right. <laughs> you start noticing, okay, my quads haven't really changed. The only time they change is when I start prepping and I'm recomping. Yeah. So, or like things significantly slow and you're not going to max out in a year, guys. Nah. <laughs> you're not, especially if you're a new lifter, if you've you're coming into bodybuilding as a new person in the gym, you're not maxing out in a year, I promise. Um, you might not have as much muscle as you want in a year, but yeah. it doesn't mean it's not, it doesn't mean you can't build more without anything added to your body. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then last but not least too, this is something I just re remembered because a lot of people think that PEDs will kind of expedite their journey. Like it'll help them get there faster. Again, if you're not on point with your diet and your training, it's not going to matter. Taking PEDs doesn't mean that, oh, I can just be laxed in other areas. Uh -uh. Yeah. It's, it's just going to give you bad liver enzymes and bad kidney health. <laughs> it's Basically. not going to, um, yeah. and, and PEDs also, I mean, let's, one, natural versus not natural completely depends on what you consider to fall into that category. Yes. Um, because I've talked to people who only believe in whole foods, protein powder means you're not natural. Creatine means you're not natural. Like, yeah. And then there's people who are like, well, the only time you're not natural is if you're injecting something. So if you're just taking pills, that's fine. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about this. <laughs> I'm not sure about that one. <laughs> yeah. So you can't just go off of so-and-so's not natural because you don't know what they mean by that. <laughs> Listen, yeah, yeah. Very solid point. That's um, fascinating. And make sure that you are, and regardless if you are natural or not, your supplementation, like you want to make sure that you're taking kidney support, liver support, like all of that stuff is so crucial in the sport, regardless if you choose to utilize PEDs or not, because prepping is hard and you got to make sure that you're keeping your body nice and optimal. Yeah. And do your own research. Um, now, I did say at the beginning of this that there's not a lot of research and there's not. You have to figure out what reliable research is. Make sure that the people, a lot of it's like forums and stuff. Mm -hmm. And make sure the people who are talking in it are bodybuilders. They're not fans. They're not people, who, they're not just doctors because I will tell you, I'm a nurse. General practitioners don't know about this. They don't know. They don't know. They don't do studies on bodybuilders, even when no. you do like start doing research. Like it's just Joe Blow from across the street. Yeah. And it's like just be in, in bodybuilding. And now the I feel like the most prominent thing right now is evidence-based coaching. Oh my God. I know. Roll my eyes because oh, my eyes. yes, great so if something in a book and it's great if you can explain something scientifically. I can tell you as a nurse, I know evidence-based. That's what we're taught right now. That's what they want us to use as evidence-based practice. I can also tell you that the book says to do it this way, but this patient I'm reading and I'm going to be like, uh-uh, I'm going to do it this way that I learned to do it from the years that I've been a nurse. And I guarantee you it's going to work better than what that book says. And a lot of bodybuilding is that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes like 
the bro science just works and we don't know why sometimes it, it right. just does we we have like the thing is we can't scientifically say why it works but when you look at the evidence and the result okay it's working yeah just like a genetic makeup like mm-hmm. nobody run a genetic panel and they're like this chromosome right here is what caused amber to be five foot eight and grow muscle very easily. Right. And Mary is five foot and she doesn't grow at all. Right. Nobody knows that. However, I can look at two different people and be like, you're a genetic freak and homie, I don't know about it. <laughs> yes. Facts, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> man. Like, I started. Um, you, I don't know if you guys know, like ectomorph, mesomorph, endomorph. Um, and then there's like combinations of just how your body responds. Ectomorphs are typically like super skinny, high metabolisms. Don't put on fat easily, but also don't put on muscle easily. Mesomorphs are like, you somewhat hold decent body fat, but you can grow muscle very easily. And then endomorphs hold a ton of fat, not a whole lot of muscle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, when I first started, thought I was ecto, like oh. couldn't be easily thought it was going to be super terrible. Interesting. Oh, if you my initial check-in pictures, which I've posted a couple times, right? That's right. I yeah. don't like I don't prominent anything. I just kind of look bony. Mm-hmm. I was running five miles a day for pageants. Yeah. Um, but started following man like week after week. Mm-hmm. It was just like okay. I see. <laughs> mm-hmm, so like you don't mm-hmm. ever know. Um, so you can't make any assumptions in this sport, just like you can't assume you're gonna go into a show and win. Um Absolutely. you can't because Susie is running what her boyfriend gave her, but she's gonna be mm-hmm. better, gonna win. Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And like, you know, listen to your coach. Cause again, like I never considered myself to be like some genetic freak but I didn't truly understand what my body looked like literally until my first check-in with Jordan and it was you know she dumped me off with a shit ton of food and I was just like I can't eat all this food and she gave it to me straight no chase so she said listen um you need to eat your food you have a shit ton of potential and if I do not push you I would be doing a disservice to myself and to you so you need to eat and I was just kind of like oh understood (laughs) because I thought that I for the longest I thought I was an ectomorph just straight up ecto because I'm just tall and lanky but then once I really got a plan I was like I think I might be more that ecto mezzo you know what I mean because you can have a combination of both but I had no idea that I would be able to put on the muscle that I did in this amount of time I was just kind of like we might have something here so listen to you coach (laughs) oh oh let me let me also state I have used the name a lot my little the name Susie if you're Susie I'm not talking about (laughs) my my teammate my homie is Susie if you're listening we're not talking about you sis (laughs) all these that I know listening would not be offended but if I don't I'm also not talking about you. Yeah, we're not. It was, it's just an alias name. <laughs> like, talking crazy. <laughs> right. You're like, the girl games be talking shit about Susie. It's like, no, no, Susie's not, not real. 
All right, y'all. So that is going to be it for today's episode. Of course, if you want us to touch on anything, you can always DM us. And I understand that probably after this episode, we probably are going to get DMs. And again, we are always more than happy to chat and help you in any way. But like I stated at the beginning, we are not coaches. We cannot guide you in regards to what supplementation will be best for you. So please keep that in mind. And of course, um, if you can't keep it cute, keep it on mute. All right. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll chat to you, with you next week. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>